The reading today is taken from Romans chapter 12, and we'll be reading from verses 9 to 21. We are reading the NIV UK version, and that's Romans chapter 12, verses 9 to 21. Love in action. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervour. Serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. Faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of a low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as you are able to, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Let's just pause for a moment to reflect on that reading and to pray. Loving Lord, may we hear the message of that passage in the words I share and the thoughts that come, that it will help us to follow you. Amen. Earlier on, we heard Psalm 105, a great psalm of praise, giving thanks for all God has done and will do for us. The passage from Romans is about what we should do, how to live a life that reflects God's love, how we can show Christian love in our lives today. These words probably sound familiar because bits of them are found in many of Paul's letters and also in Jesus's own teaching. This passage in Romans gives a summary of how to base our living on Christian love. It was written not long after the end of Jesus's earthly ministry when new churches were coming to life. Paul is writing to them to encourage their members and to teach. Roman rule was hard. Many people were very self-indulgent in that time and there was a lack of justice. People who were disabled or ill were left on the outskirts of society. Is it very different today? It is clear that some still feel that they are left out and that all is not fair. Can we help this improve? 
Early in this chapter, we're told not to be conformed to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, so that we may discern what's the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. By God's grace, we can be transformed if we turn to him. We are, at the moment, living in challenging times, and we've had to adjust to our new situation. And I think we're beginning to realise that things are not going to go back to exactly where they were. Christians are having to change and think how best to continue to worship and to reach out to others. All change contains an element of risk. Are we prepared to take risks? Are we prepared to leave our comfort zones? We want to aim to keep safe and to help others to feel safe and reassure them that it is still possible to worship and to meet. God hasn't disappeared. He is still a clear presence and we need to show this. And so in this summary passage, we have a lot of pointers about living well. Let's have a look at that list and see how they could be adapted for the current situation. Love must be sincere. We really must want to share our love. Hate evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above ourselves. It's important that we do look after ourselves, but we also must be aware of the needs of those around us. Never be lacking in seal, but keep your spiritual fervour, serving the Lord. Are we eager to serve God? Are we keen and excited by the task? Or do we tend to sag a bit? Be joyful in hope. At the moment, it's difficult to see an end in sight, and loneliness and depression have become common. But we do know that God will see us through this time, and we need to speak out to reassure, reassure people that with God there is always hope. Be patient in affliction. A lot of people are having to be very patient because they're having to wait for medical treatment or for other help. Future plans are on hold or have had to be changed. We do know we can trust in God, but we are probably wondering when that is all going to happen. We need to be patient. And above all, we do need to be faithful in prayer for all these situations. As we share with God's people who are in need, we now 
can meet physically, but in restricted ways. And that is important, that we do continue to meet regularly. Today's technology is great for connecting us, and phones and letter writing is still easy. Practice hospitality. This is not so easy. We may need to share in new ways and to be imaginative. We're already having to rethink how we share together in communion. It's an important sacrament and mustn't be neglected. But this, I think, is a subject for another time. Continuing from verse 14, we're reminded that we should bless those who persecute us and overcome evil with good. If you love and help your enemies, you will be pouring hot coals on their heads. This phrase comes from the book of Proverbs, and it's a striking picture. It shows that we don't want to harm our enemy, but that we want to stir up their emotions so much that they realise they're doing wrong and that evil will turn to good. Never seek revenge, for it's written, It is mine to revenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Leave your revenge and your anger, because it is for the Lord to act, not for us. We are to show empathy, to rejoice with those who are happy, and to weep with those who weep. It's often said that a friend's not a true friend unless you've shared tears with them. I'm a believer that laughter and tears go hand in hand. I wonder if I asked you to name a story or TV programme that you've read or seen recently that you've really enjoyed. It will probably be something that moved you to tears, but also gave you great joy. I wonder if, like me, you watched the interview with Captain Tom Moore, now Sir Tom, and whether you were moved. It's an amazing example of inspired, loving action, and it shows that age is no limit with him at nearly a hundred. We are to live in harmony and to be open to mixing with anybody we meet, whether they're like us or not. As far as possible, we're to live in peace with everyone. A great ideal and few of us would disagree with trying to live this way. In practice, it is not as easy. We like to be comfortable and to mix with those with similar interests. But we do all need to take risks. I was thinking about times in my life when I've had to take risks and do something that's been perhaps slightly uncomfortable. And I thought about when I first stepped into a prison, 
I really didn't know what to expect or how I would feel. But I actually found it fascinating to be meeting with people from very varied backgrounds. I, as many of you know, I taught in our local prison for over 20 years and I probably learned as much as I taught. In a class of about 15, it could contain 10 or so different nationalities and have members of every faith and none. Taking risks can be challenging, but also very rewarding. And I'm sure a sprinkling of God's love has helped me to share with many of the different people I've met in many different situations during my life and ministry. I am sure you will have stories to share too of unexpected meetings. As we face the challenges ahead, let's remember that we have a responsibility to each other and to our environment. May all who meet or who enter our churches sense that God's love is present and in all the connections that are being made. As Jesus said, if we remain in the true fine, we will bear much fruit. Amen.